as I uh, was preparing for uh, today, for some reason, the Jaws music kept on going round and round in my head. You know, the, the sort of... Not that I've ever seen the films, but I've seen enough because we all know that better music means the shark is near and something is about to happen. I guess um, what must have made me think of it was that strapline that I think was on the second film which was just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. You know, just when you thought it was over. Just when the change had taken place and you were perfectly safe. Now, the people in the films, I imagine, don't really know what is going to happen. But the folk that went to the cinema 40 years ago to see that film would probably have a rough idea. It's a hint of disaster or something. There is danger ahead. And this passage is a case of just when you thought Christmas was over, just when you thought all that stuff about the baby had gone, just when you thought, it's almost time for Lent now, just when you thought all those things and everything was getting back to normal and tidied away, we come to actually the last part of that bit of the Christmas story. Because not 40 years ago, but 40 days ago, come Friday, it would have been Christmas. And 40 days was the period that was the time of waiting before the family would go to the temple. When we get to the 2nd of February, we get to the day that we imagine this happened, that we understand things came into place. And the event is a faithful transition, a time that a family would go and bring the child and bring the offering, and that would be it. They would move on in their life things would have changed. But in this telling, it's got more significance than what would happen in a normal family. There's much more going on. Mary and Joseph take the required offering. We don't know whether they took The two small white birds, or whether they were pigeons or doves, we don't know quite which version they took along. But along with that sacrifice, these particular payments bring forth an even greater offering. It's far more than one person who needs cleansing. It's all of humanity. And the means that that cleansing is going to take place 
is through the offering of Jesus Christ. There is in this text an almost not quite hidden story of the contrast between fallen world and means of redemption. The one waiting to die and the newborn baby. The faithful servant and the Lord together in one place. Human family and the needs of all humanity. That of Mary and Joseph presenting themselves and the heavenly father presenting his son to the world. Now, of course, it's unclear what happens to those birds. It's unclear where the proper priestly presence is in the temple. Maybe that's a notable thing. Is it deliberate? Because the old ways of the law are coming to an end. And instead, we have Simeon, who's been brought by the Holy Spirit to meet the Christ child. Simeon, who comes and has heard words saying that he will see the Saviour. And here the words are coming true. Brought before them. Here in Luke's gospel narrative, it all is presented. This child, not the birds, are the focus of the cleansing. Here we see great joy, great delight, great hope being spoken of. And uh, it's, it's actually a song, a delightful song, much as we've had Mary's song and Zechariah's song in the previous chapter. Simeon sings his praise to the Lord. And Simeon seems to have a better grasp of who this child is than almost anyone else in the Gospels. He has a better hold in that song of who Jesus is intended to be. He holds the baby and speaks not of a Messiah that would fight great battles, not of a Christ that's going to carry a weapon, but a light to the Gentiles as well as to the children of Israel. It's almost unbelievable that he puts it that way round. That here in the temple, the place of God's people, he says this baby is a light to the Gentiles. And then adds on, God's own people. Compare that with the disciples, who even in Holy Week are still struggling to see who this child is that's become a man. Who this king is that rides a donkey. Who this man is that inspires many, that does miracles, 
they still struggle to see that he is the son of God and what that kingdom that he is bringing truly will be. There is salvation being held there in Simeon's arms. Yet he also speaks of how that salvation will come through Christ being on the cross. And this is the sudden shark attack. This is the time when we're just lulled into the false sense of security by Simeon's song saying how wonderful everything is that we're suddenly bitten. Looking at Mary, he says a sword will pierce her soul. He's not holding anything back, is he? And what would it be to a mother to hear those words? We don't hear of what Mary and Joseph say next. We don't hear how they would speak back to Simeon, what they would think. We've heard how they've marveled at the message of hope. But how can they move on from this story that's saying there's going to be doom, there's going to be pain? There's going to be suffering. How does anyone recover from shocking news? Sometimes we don't recover. We, we pull back. We shrink into our shell. We cower under the blanket. We retreat from the world. Sometimes we might lash out. We get angry in ourselves. We attack the messenger. If we're going to suffer pain, we want others to feel that pain too. Neither of these are the way that God wants us to move forward. He has a plan. He gives us hope. In him, we can have our trust. Six months ago, um, at the end of July, when I heard the news of my dad having had a stroke, um, which led to his death just two weeks later, I cried... And those that were in the prayer meeting that morning, just after I'd had the phone call, would know that I cried. But I also prayed. I knew where my trust would come from at that time. I knew where the hope was. I was challenged about what I'd heard on the phone. But I also knew what I had to do. I had to turn to the Lord put my trust wholeheartedly in him. Verse 38 of the reading tells us that Anna comes up to the family at that very moment. They don't really have time to think about how that sword will pierce the soul. The Lord helps them providing a way forward that will give them the comfort and the reassurance they need it. Just that moment Anna comes 
She's used to being in the temple. She's there day and night. She is a faithful person. A widow of 84 years. Again, an older person in contrast to the baby that is there. She perhaps does not have any family. That's certainly our understanding. But what she does have, where her strength comes from, where her hope is is vested, is in the Lord. And so she immediately, from this message of pain that Mary hears, a message that obviously stuck with her, that she retold, so that it could be recorded in the gospel. Now, from that moment, the thoughts are turned to hope. How we can trust. How this child is what the world is hoping for. This child is what the world needs. And on from that, our mission henceforth is to spread that word. To tell all that are seeking a fresh beginning, a change from the oppressive regime. All that need a purpose in their life. Her aim is to tell them that the child has come. That the redemption of Jerusalem is here, near at hand. Our coming to church should be a time when we gather and see hope grow in our lives and the lives of others. We long to develop a fresh understanding that moves us forward, that leads us into new encounters with God, that sees the world changed to be a greater place. But in discovering Jesus and gaining hope, we have to be like Simeon and Anna, not just trusting, but speaking God's word, sharing the hope that we have, declaring that the kingdom is near, not simply to those that already have that hope, but taking it onwards and outwards, touching others with the Lord's presence. The challenge to us, whatever our age, is to be people that do God's purpose, declaring that hope. But more than that, we have to do what is required. It's not just something that's urged. It's something that we are called to do as his people. It was as required that the sacrifice was taken to the temple. 
it is as required that we must give our own sacrifice to the Lord. Going perhaps a step out of our comfort zone. Perhaps pushing ourselves a little bit further. Sometimes maybe saying words that others don't want to hear. Or words that might cause them discomfort or pain. For in that, we can also give the story of hope. And with our actions, we can bring hope to all. Amen.